0: Welcome to the Intuitive Intelligence Podcast, where we shine wisdom on everyday issues of the heart, mind, and soul. I'm Bernadette Gold. We have a special guest tonight, but I'm going to start by doing our opening prayer. Heavenly Father, give us the eyes to see, the ears to hear, and a heart to understand all you wish us to know. Help us co-create a life of love, joy, and compassion for ourselves and others. Welcome with me, everybody. Jacob Reed of Sacred Phrenia. Hello, Jacob. How are you?
1: Hello. I am good. I'm excited to be here. I've been waiting for this day and it's finally come. So yeah, here we are. Here
0: we are. So let me tell you guys a little bit about Jacob. Um, He is renaming Schizophrenia. a a natural psycho-spiritual development process that we mistake for a brain disease. He believes one of the biggest reasons that our society is struggling is because we fail to initiate these men and women who are potential shamans instead of choosing to deaden their gifts through conventional methods right at the core of their awakenings. That's where Jacob comes in. As a mental health metamorphosis coach, as someone who himself has been through the fire, Jacob knows how to help people ground without shutting off their gifts. He knows how to help these so-called schizophrenics access their wisdom so that they can contribute to the planetary healing. And I know Jacob personally um, and have spoken with him at length. So I am super happy to have you here, Jake.
1: Mm. It is an honor. I mean, I actually was recalling the, the, the day that we first met and it was accompanied by so much magic, you know, that the universe seemed to be telling me that I needed to really um, pay attention to this friendship. And over the years, it's really, it's really, um, you know, fruited. It's really blossomed. And- yeah, you
0: found me on somebody else's podcast. I think
1: that's true. Yeah. I think it was um, synchronicity, <laughs> synchronicity, right? Synchronicity, right yeah. With Noah Lampert. Yep. Yeah. Um, Funny, right.
0: full circle. So, and now you're on my podcast. It's
1: kind of, I <laughs> hadn't really thought of it that way, but you're right. It is a full circle kind of thing.
0: How cool is and that?
1: And synchronicities all around. Yeah.
0: So tell us about your journey because you have an interesting mm-hmm. story and it's powerful.
1: Whew, yeah, I mean, where do I begin? Um, really, uh, it's been a decade-long spiritual journey. Um, I've been I've been to hell and back. I mean, I had a complete mental breakdown um, in in 2010. Um, the rug got ripped out from under me entirely, and um, I spent years, um, you know, putting myself back together. But um, as as the years have gone by, I've I've come to understand that this is a natural process of development that we we currently are not honoring in this culture. Um, you know, as soon as we see someone kind of go off the deep end, we we like to we like to drug them, we like to numb mm. them, and and just make it try to make it go away. It, it doesn't really go away. I mean, the people continue to suffer. Um,
0: but they're sedated
1: right <laughs> yeah by by the way, is my internet okay? I think I need to put on my Wi-Fi. You seem signal. fine
0: you're coming through just fine mm-hmm.
1: yeah, cool yeah um yeah, so you know um, it's it's just been it's been my biggest blessing, you know I I formerly thought of it as my, my curse, I was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia in 2011. Um, And, you know, I just kind of, um, I was fortunate enough to have intuition early on that was telling me that this was something else, that there was something more occurring. Um, You know, so many people around me wanted me to go the allopathic route and just, you know, take medication and and go that way, but but something told me that wasn't right. So I I, I listened to my my guidance, and over the years, I mean, it was a it was a, a grueling journey. It was a brutal awakening. You know, that's that's kind of the way I see it now. But um, it, it led me to deeper psychic healing. And and I I think that is the true purpose of this type of um, process, Uh, if if uh, if given the proper space and the proper time and energy and guidance and tools and everything else, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: So what did you what did you use and what did you do to heal yourself on the alternative? What what the world calls alternative and natural route.
1: Right. So, um, you know, I, I really. I was already fairly spiritual spirit, excuse me, spiritually aware before my breakdown. In fact, that's, I think part of what initiated my, my awakening or my breakdown is I delved so deep into spirituality. I had, I had no idea what I was doing. It was kind of like, you know, jumping into the deep end of the swimming pool without knowing how to swim. Um, And, um, so, you know, in the beginning, I did, I did draw upon some, you know, spiritual methods. I did pray and I did, I did meditate and, you know, those, those methods, you know, kept me kind of hanging on, but uh, I was fortunate to make this connection that there was a, um, uh, there was a food there was a food connection you know so I started playing with my diet uh, a lot and experimenting with different um, dietary protocols and and really experiencing um, a lot of relief you know that way and and as the years went on I tried you know dozens of different diets and and um, detoxification modalities understanding that, that that there was a physical component to this, this uh, challenge, as well as a a, a psychological and a uh, spiritual set of challenges, right? Mm-hmm.
0: How long did it take you, Jacob? I mean, how I, <laughs> that's kind of a loaded question, right? Like, um, but I mean, for for someone who's who's facing this sort of a diagnosis, like realistically, how long did it take you to come out of of that? feeling of that dark place and, and hit that place of a breakthrough, not necessarily completely awakened and, and beyond it, but, you know, to the place where you knew that you were going to be okay.
1: Well, you know, I would say it wasn't until about 2012. uh, It really was about two years of absolute torment, absolute soul torture. I mean, I was, um, really being eaten alive by my thoughts for for years on end um, I mean the first months following my breakdown um, I was um, I was just you know really living in, in in a hell realm you know I was actually embedded within a, a world of you know demons and uh, aliens and uh, just really lost in the sauce not not able to differentiate reality from, um or what you know what we call reality like consensus reality from um fantasy you know and and conspiracy theories and just whatever frightening theory came along i would just kind of latch on to that um so yeah i mean it was i think the, the first three or four months um I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy you know i just was like there were times i was just screaming on the living room floor and and god bless my parents i mean they Mm -hmm. they are very patient you know they they were willing to honor my wishes to go a natural route even early on i could sense there's something else occurring i kind of rejected the standard you know um medical analysis uh um so yeah, 2012 is when I started to think that there, there was a possibility I was going to make it out of this. I finally felt some calm. Um, I started experimenting with uh, niacin, believe it or not, like vitamin B3 um, and and uh, schizophrenics, or as I call them, sacred phrenics. The name of my business is Sacred Phrenia. Um, they are, are classically um, lacking in vitamin B3 because, um, they're so full of adrenaline. I mean, they're literally in an, an adrenalized state, you know, like 24 seven practically. And, um, niacin has a, a countering effect against adrenaline. So adrenaline kind of burns up all of our vitamin B3. So it's a really important nutrient to focus on. Mm -hmm.
0: Wow. Yeah, and I've seen that with people even just with simple, not simple, with, with depression and even mm. anxiety. It's the mm-hmm. same thing. There, A lot of people are vitamin B deficient, mm. um, mm-hmm. whether it's B3 or, or whatever, niacin's amazing.
1: Mm.
0: One of the many, many tools that we can use to heal ourselves, but there was other components. I mean, you, cause when I look at you and hear your story, I hear dark night of the soul, but intense dark night of the soul. Right. Right? That takes you through realms that most people aren't going to go through. But there are some really and I say special and I mean special individuals that are very shamanic in nature like you. Right. Right. That go through this initiation and it's in the fire like Mm -hmm. none other.
1: Oh, yeah. It is like the most I wouldn't say the most intense suffering available, but you know, like mental suffering is of a variety that, that, that can't be compared to other types of suffering because it's so, it's so existential. it, it it's, it's just so, um, so central. Like it's your soul, it's your entire consciousness is, is panicking. Um, and, and so, I mean, I, I, I certainly, I, you know, I can't speak to, certain types of physical pain because i've not experienced you know um certain physical types of suffering you know certain illnesses or disorders but um yeah this truly is um such a unique you know edge i i I think of it as an edge now an edge against which i was i was growing for so many years and it really did uh it really did you know force me to develop and forced soul growth in a in a profound way that that can't be experienced elsewhere and so yeah that's why I look at look at it as a a not just a once in a lifetime opportunity but like a once in a (laughs) dozen lifetimes kind of opportunity you know I mean if, if if treated in the right fashion and unfortunately like I said we're not really we're not really doing that right now we're not we're not receiving the gift in our culture that is available uh in these these um processes. Yeah, which is really sad.
0: Well, but then along came Jacob
1: Reed. So <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean I'm part of a movement and you know that's very kind of you and I I I I wish that I could say that, you know, I'm Going to be responsible for this shift, but I really think that it's 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 so many of us, so many people are waking up at the same time, and if I can inspire some people to, you know, awaken more quickly, then I'm all for that.
0: Right. Well, and and so really, what is it that you're doing with Sacred Phrenia, which is you're you're um, facilitating this metamorphosis through what the the institutionalized medicine complex mm-hmm. calls mm-hmm. schizophrenia you're facilitating people through their awakening through their journeys how how are you doing that
1: yeah and I mean um, of course I have to be really careful with with the way that I phrase that you know sure. like I, and I, and I thank you for also being um, you know thoughtful mindful about about the way you phrased that because I'm not a medical professional. I'm not a psychiatrist. I can't say that I cure, you know, sacred front or schizophrenia because I, I don't, the reality is that I don't and I would never claim to, um, you know, I, people are their own healers, as you know, and as I think you pointed out to me many times, um, you know, we simply, as you said, facilitate the process or, or, um, kind of show people, um, a curriculum or an outline or or a map um, that they can follow to essentially, you know, heal themselves. And so um it's really beautiful the way that uh, this this map has been uh, manifesting f- for me. I mean, i it, it feels like I'm really being led by spirit. I mean, I've learned so many amazing things over the last decade, so many tools in my arsenal, but but spirit seems to be really, um, gifting me with like these finishing touches. And I mean, it'll, it'll continue. It'll continue transpiring for, for some time, but, um, you know, it's like in the last year, especially, um, I've started just dialing it all in. Like I, I have a real, uh, confidence in, um, you know, my program, I have a program. Now I have a, a, a system that people can go through that essentially will allow them to, um, release trauma and to detoxify their, their bodies and their brains and, and to, you know, um, experience more mental balance and more spiritual connection. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just a very comprehensive, you know, Package. It's hard to to, I'm um, sure. <laughs> to describe, you know, at, at this point. And I'm still, you know, I'm still, my business is still rather young, so I'm still finding the language for it. But, but I'm really excited about what is um, developing.
0: I think the most exciting part about watching all of this and knowing you, you and your journey, and just what you're putting out there, is that you're taking this, this stigma of like hopelessness when it comes to the diagnosis of schizophrenia and you're giving it a totally different package. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, you're wrapping it up as a gift and saying, look, this doesn't have to be the, the end of you. This can be a brand new beginning for you. And that Mm -hmm. is amazing. Mm.
1: Thank you. I mean, (sighs) nothing excites me more than to take something that is, is dead and to just give it life, you know, like completely flip the script, take it from, from one end of the spectrum to the other. And and you can't really picture two more opposite things like mm-hmm. schizo, you know, schizo is, is used as such a derogatory term. I was actually called, you know, schizo um, once or twice in my, my journey. I didn't tend to reveal to people that I, I had this, this diagnosis because of course it is so stigmatized i mean you know the first thing that comes to mind when people hear schizophrenia they, they think they think you know this guy is a murderer or something it's like the the um you know hollywood and and the media have just drilled this false portrait into people's minds it's so sad because there are millions of people with this diagnosis and the vast majority of them are are entirely peaceful you know are are suffering inwardly uh wouldn't hurt a fly and oftentimes they're they're very sensitive beings and and they're very um they're they're afraid of violence they would never perpetrate it you know so like i just there's such a need for this transmutation to take place and and it seems like yeah i mean not that many people are really stepping up to that opportunity so i really saw I saw the opportunity and I thought, man, this could really, this could really work. I could really breathe new life into this, this dead, you know, conception or topic. Yeah. So thank you for recognizing that. It's, it's like the most exciting thing I could ever decide to do, you know, like it's just so thrilling.
0: I, I think one of the things, like I've talked to a few different people that have relatives that have been diagnosed with schizophrenia. Um, And all of us have, you know, a connection either to someone directly in our family or a friend's relative that has been diagnosed with schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. And it can be very scary because of the stuff that we've heard, you know, Mm -hmm. and I feel like um, it is it's it's a hypersensitivity and it is something else wanting to be birthed. There's some there's some beautiful transformation that wants to happen within a soul. But because we're not set up to support that, you know, we're not set up to to spend and we don't encourage people to spend time alone to, you know, really investigate um, what their inner self is telling them. I think it's exciting that they have someone like you to guide them. So what would that look like? I mean, what hope or optimism can you give people who have or know someone that's that's um, going through it?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, and, and first of all I just want to say that um, you know I'm I'm extending my my net beyond you know just the people uh, we call you know schizophrenic I, I don't want to limit myself to just that one category because you know I believe with what I've learned I can help uh, a number of different people you know going through different um, different uh, you know life passages and different you um, Mental health metamorphosis processes, you know, and sacred phrenia is not the only one. Um, that's certainly my my greatest specialty is is what we call schizophrenia, just because of of my own um, you know diagnosis and what I experienced. Um, but but you know, I think I think my message is that if I can make it, you know, because I was so I was so lost i mean i can't even i can't convey to you in a podcast like how how lost i really was i was just absolutely um beyond can i swear on this On this yeah i can't swear I can swear, right? I can't? Can't because okay.
0: of itunes no nope. oh
1: okay i was i'll just say that i i was beyond effed you know or beyond screwed Yeah. you know is how i felt um like there was no way out i couldn't see a a um a means for me to, you know, make it out of my, my eternal predicament. So, um, you know, if I can do it, like anybody can do it. And so um, I really, you know, I think, I think it helps if a person is, you know, um, younger and, and hasn't been immersed, entrenched in the system for decades. I mean, You know um i have to be careful what i say about medication but if a person has been you know dependent upon a certain medication for for a very long time then you know it's going to be you know perhaps uh difficult to detox yeah to like i'm not saying i i want to necessarily wean people off of all medication but um you know a lot of medications do really alter the structures of the brain and yeah. and you know it does make the, the 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 healing process a little bit different not necessarily impossible just just different and i i'm not as familiar with how to how to um you know work with with all I of those I think it can,
0: it just takes longer it mm-hmm. literally just takes longer because you are you're having to, to go through a major healing process within the body mm-hmm. and get the, your own hormones operating properly and and the proper um, like dopamine, serotonin, all those things to release properly, where synthetically mm-hmm. it's been controlled when mm-hmm. someone's on medications for a very long time. So I know exactly what you're talking about, mm-hmm. um, but right. and I, I think it's, you know, helpful for people to understand too. This is not like, you're not promising some miracle. You're saying this is a process. Right. And that's real, but that it's possible. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, if, if one person can do it, then that opens up, you know, a number of, of opportunities, right. And possibilities. And I'm not the only one either. I mean, you know, there are, are are thousands and millions of people who have have recovered, and they don't they don't tend to, you know, make the headlines, but um, you know they're out there, yeah.
0: That's like the hundredth monkey theory, right? Mm-hmm. That that whole experiment where yeah, <laughs> one gets it and then teaches the others, and then suddenly it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And I think it's important, but I think it's important to talk about these things because, you know, a lot of times with spiritual um, podcasts even like this Mm -hmm. there's a lot of talk about awakening and and evolution and ascension and you know but we've got to talk about the real issues too that are plaguing the people who are on the precipice of awakening and awakening is not pretty i don't know anyone who's told me an awakening story (laughs) that was pretty right (laughs) you know right it's brutal No matter how long it lasts, I think it's brutal. Would you agree? Like, do you know that about other people's sort of experiences too?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, if a person thinks of themselves as awakened and has not experienced some form of that dark night of the soul, then it's just a matter of time before, you know, something's going to come crashing down. I hate to say it, but it's like they're going to get they're going to get the rude awakening at some point if they have not faced their own shadow, because we all have, we all have a shadow and, um, you know, we have to come to terms with it. And um, in order to really reach the higher states of consciousness, we we have to also descend into the depths, you know, it's it's, that's the that's the way of the shaman. The shaman works in all three worlds, you know, the lower world, the middle world, and the upper world. and um, so I would agree with that. absolutely.
0: So what do you think that the shamans, the the modern day shamans are here to do?
1: Well, is that a trick question?
0: <laughs> no, I just mm-hmm. I love hearing people's mm-hmm. um, what they what they feel. It, it is for them because all yep. of us have our own, you know, especially being psychic, like it's it, we all have our own sort of feeling to it and how we describe it. And I love hearing how everyone describes it. So, how would you describe that?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I think the shot, the word, the word shaman gets thrown around a lot and, um, you know sometimes it causes people to feel a little uneasy you know first of all like who am i to call myself a shaman i'm just like a white boy you know living in you know reno nevada you know it's like you know isn't the the designation shaman reserved for indigenous you know people like a um you know uh, a very a very unique individual you know chosen by the gods to heal his people or her people um you know um i i really think that that there's kind of a a shamanic spectrum i think like all people have shamanic capacities like we all we all are meant to commune with the other side we're, we're meant to receive messages and to perhaps even journey, you know, perhaps even go on uh, like literal altered, you know, um, journeys, you know, uh, psychedelic or, um, you know, other types of um, shamanic journeys, essentially. Um, people with sacred are are kind of just like, plunged into that world without any training. Um, it's Mm -hmm. like overnight they're suddenly living in, they're sort of living in the dream world. The dream world is kind of bleeding into, into their world, into what we call, what I call consensus reality. So, um, yeah, I'm still discovering what it means to be shamanic, you know, like, i do actually go on occasional um what you might call shamanic journeys where i I go into a trance state you know i I listen to drum beats and i i essentially travel you know with my consciousness um you know kind of like through the universe and that's sort of i guess the the um standard definition of what a shaman is, is is someone who travels with their consciousness um and I think that state or that that experience is available to to more people than just you know s- sacred phrenics, of course. But but we have um, a a special capacity to uh, to explore those worlds just because it's we're so sensitive. Like it's just kind of it's kind of red- readily available to us. You know, should we decide to to um, To go that route. And, and it's important, I think, for a lot of us to consider doing that because our world is in trouble. Our world is in chaos right now. And um, my belief is that part of the reason is that um, we're failing these potential shamans, you know, because in any functioning n- tribal society or or many non-western societies you know the shaman is really a an important like stabilizing figure within the community and without without that person you know things can go a little bit haywire so um you know there are millions of people who we're currently medicating and, and how different would our society be if instead of numbing those people um you know, we actually allowed them to to receive messages from spirit, and and of course, you know, some people on on medication can do that, but but I just you know I I am concerned that too many too many people are overdrugged and um, they're not able to access those 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 states of of consciousness as easily. Yeah,
0: and when you talk about um, sensitivities. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I really feel like the vast majority of people who are struggling with their gifts, whatever they may be, you know, whether you've been diagnosed with schizophrenia or depression or I mean, ADHD, like since the 90s, kids have been medicated. Mine was one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, It goes beyond just a normal emotional sensitivity. Right. Right. So when well, you talk about sensitivity, um, you know what are like you lately I've been
1: I've been starting to call um, schizophrenics or sacred phrenics. in fact, I should be putting the schizophrenics. I know, quotes, you know <laughs> So-called schizophrenics um, because that is such a damaging uh, term. but um, sensitive souls, you know they're they souls who are sensitive to um, so many so many different, um, stimuli, you know, whether those be emotional, uh, chemical, you know, electromagnetic, psychological, you know, uh, energetic, just you name it. It's like, that was certainly my experience for so long was that I got triggered by everything. Like I couldn't live in the world. I had to, I had to be just in my little cave, you know, in my, sadly, you know, in my parents' house, you know, just mm-hmm. my, my bedroom for, you know, so long, just years on end, just like trying to, trying to sort myself out, trying to get myself in order so that I could enter the world and, and be, you know, strong. And um, I'm happy to say that I'm entering that chapter now where I can You know, I can, I can be on this podcast right now. Like, like, you know, I was so sensitive to people for so long, I couldn't even go into like grocery stores without feeling like I was in a war zone. Cause I mean, everybody's, I was, I was just affected by, by everybody. You know, it's like, I didn't have, I didn't have a functioning aura. I was Mm -hmm. just like reactive to every person around me. I was, I was anxious you know, um, that they could see how damaged I was. So I wasn't able to really like partake in normal social interactions. So, um, yeah, this is a really big deal for me that I can, you know, like when we, first, you know, when we started the podcast, I was a little nervous, but you know, I, I, I could talk. I wasn't, you know, I didn't have to run the other way. <laughs>
0: Right. So, well, and one of the reasons I want to bring this up um, is because there's different levels of of sensitivity. And a lot of times, you know, people think, oh, they're sensitive. You know, th- those who are unawakened and, and unenlightened. Mm-hmm. They're, so, you know, I've been called it. You're too sensitive. But there's a level of sensitivity that goes on overwhelm which is more of what you're talking about, Mm -hmm. right? Where it's like sounds are too much and, and you know, the, the electromagnetic frequencies Mm -hmm. from computers and cell phones and telephones and TVs, like everything is emitting a frequency and you're you have many antennas all picking up different channels at one time, causing like, it's not funneling into a nice, easy to understand um, system. It's just all at one time. Right. What what I would call it, um, because I've had this happen to me many times. You know, you walk into a place and and normal people can understand it like this. You go to a Chuck E. Cheese, for instance, like the worst place on the planet to go.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right.
0: (laughs) Even if you aren't that sensitive, but if you are, holy cow! Right, like Chuck E. Cheese is like the worst. You have a million children's energy screaming and running and temper tantrums and (laughs) happiness all at one time, and it's like you instantly go into overwhelm. But for those who are hypersensitive and open, like what you're talking about, it's all the time. It doesn't shut off. Right. Which is what kicks the adrenals in as well. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's literally like the world is not safe on any level. You know, like I wasn't safe with my thoughts. I wasn't safe physically because, everything I ate, I would react to, cause my digestion was so messed up. Like I, I couldn't digest food. So I would react to my, my food. You know, I, th- I ended up only being able to eat like, you know, five different foods without suffering some kind of allergic reaction. Um, and then, you know, electromagnetics, I was so sensitive to like self, I, I was so sed- sensitive to cell phones. I couldn't even hold a smartphone in my hand without it getting all tingly. And and like achy and stuff yeah it was horrible i i just i was like a I was what you call like a canary in the coal mine you know like you send the canary into the coal mine to to test whether there are any poisonous gases in there and if the canary dies then you know not to go in there yeah so like that was me um and yeah i would get like a sore throat if i went into certain buildings that um were not, you know, um, chemically or electromagnetically, um, you know, safe, I would get, I would get depressed and get a headache and stuff. Yeah. It was just really bad. So, um, it's, it's just amazing that in a, in a I would say three or four years, I mean, I hardly have any of that anymore. I'm still, you know, I still have to be careful with my, my diet. Uh I now just have a smartphone in my pocket, like all the time. I don't even really think about it. So, um, yeah, it's there's a certain there's a, a level of sensitivity that is what's the word that I want? It's it's excessive. It's yeah, you know, it's 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 beyond. It's not helpful. It's it's just it's just this, uh, a result of having a weak energy field um and so you know part of my program involves fortifying you know the physical body um but also strengthening the 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 energy field so that we are not um basically reacting to the world we are we are projecting our own essence right we are we are basically exerting our will upon the world and um you know, affecting the world and not allowing the world to affect us as much. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's amazing though. And I think it's helpful, you know? Um, so one of the last things I want to ask you, Mm -hmm. and before we go, I want to make sure that we cover this. Like if someone wanted to check out, um, what you have to offer, you know, what, what coaching programs you have to offer. And, and I watched your video earlier today that just came out on Facebook. That was amazing and funny and yeah, super cool. But where would they find you?
1: Um, They can find me on, you know, just about any social media platform, you know, just search for sacred Frenia. So that's just the word sacred with Frenia at the end, P H R E N I A. And Um, if you go to sacredphrenia.com, you can, you can check out, you know, what I'm up to there. Um, and you know, like really those are the main channels. Uh, you know, I, I have, uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Um, yeah. So, and of course I, I do offer a, a free session, uh, with people, um, you know, I call it the, uh, altitude assessment, the, the sacred frenia altitude assessment. So I look at sacred phrenia as being an initiation, you know, with different stages. So, you know, and you, and you can look at, you can look at a shamanic initiation as being similar in many ways to, to what I call, you know, sacred phrenia, which, which has, uh, you know if you if you were able to complete the process, um, it it results in a kind of illumination or enlightenment. So I like to help people determine where they're at on this mountain, you know mm. uh, in in the initiation process, how far are they in their process? and um, so that's that's kind of the purpose of that that. Um, that offering, you know, it's an hour long, and and people can wow. um, learn a lot about their situation, and I can give them some helpful um, advice, and it's totally free. Yeah, and it's not just for people with sacred frenia. Again, it's it's for um, really anybody who's going through some type of spiritual emergency or emergence, some process where they are are just being you know, being torn apart in some way and are trying to put themselves back together. Yeah.
0: Cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, yeah. So one of the things that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the things that Soul has told me about when we go through our awakening, you know, on our dark night of the soul. And <laughs> cause I had, I had a few and, and right. some people do go through more than one.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, it seems like every time I, I go through a whole other level I go and hit another dark night of the soul. Thankfully, they don't last as long as my first one did, which seemed like, you know, my entire childhood was a dark night of the soul because I didn't have Mm -hmm. that support of anyone understanding who I was, what I was, you know, what I needed. Mm -hmm. Um, But from what spirits explained to me or shown me, it's kind of like we all, before we become awake and aware to who we really are, Mm -hmm. we have to hit zero point everything like flat lines like everything you thought you knew no longer makes sense right everything becomes nothing and then out of that nothing becomes everything but in that place of nothingness that that <laughs> that, that dark like i can't make sense of up or down or side to side and i don't know where i am it's rough would you would right. you like, can you confirm that, deny that? Like, with with what you've gone through and what you know with your own experience?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people need to undergo a kind of death, right? They need to mm-hmm. they need to die to their old self before being able to awaken to their new self, their new life. Um, they need to their old structures need to pass away so that they can they can form something brand new um and and kind of re redesign the way that they they operate in every way Uh, so i would totally agree with that i mean i sure hope that it doesn't you know like the awakening process doesn't have to involve a a a brutal death for for every for everyone um but then again here here i am saying that it was my biggest blessing so it's kind of like the the, the, the further you fall, the, the greater your, your rise will be, you know, Mm -hmm. like I, I just, I, you know, ordinary, what are ordinary pleasures for, for most people are now like blissful luxuries for me, you know, they're just like, you know, because I didn't, I didn't experience peace in every moment. You know, I, I couldn't be having this conversation five years ago and, and be comfortable in my body. I mean, right now I would be ruminating on some, you know, uh, disturbing metaphysical topic or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or I'd be like, I just wouldn't be able to, to be with you. So this is, this is such a gift just being in this moment. Um, so like ignore, you know, Forget all the – or what I mean is not to even mention, you know, the the highs that I'm experiencing in my life right now. Like, like publishing that video earlier today, you know, that was so much fun. I made a rap video. Like, it was yeah, – <laughs> I mean, cool. it was just so – it was so beyond surreal, you know, <laughs> just so – so enjoyable so um, yeah I hope that um, I hope that people find the wisdom in the the death process I think that's um, what we're, we're often ignoring and, and what we we need to kind of revivify in our culture yeah
0: I think there's a gift in it. I think we get more compassionate, more appreciative, right? Right. for sure. You know, okay. you really—I don't think that we, we as human beings in this culture, appreciate the miracle of life, mm-hmm. the the ability to walk outside. You know, and go where we want—that freedom. I don't. I think most people take it for granted. And when you go through something like a dark night of the soul, mm-hmm. you don't take that for granted anymore. Mm-hmm. Simple things, you know, that you can stand under a hot shower and not feel like your skin is crawling, or go out mm-hmm. into the supermarket and buy your own food without feeling like everybody's out to get you, or their energy is so overwhelming. I think. I think it's necessary. It's that necessary um, element that creates that appreciation. Yes. And then it creates compassion for others, which creates that connection to everybody else and, and source energy.
1: Yeah. And I mean that, and then that's really the, you know, the, the final stage in, in this development process is, turning your attention toward other people who are suffering now that you have been able to heal. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's what a, a true shaman ends up stepping into is, is service to others. And as you say, uh, his or her compassion is so, so enhanced by, um, the, the suffering that, that he or she has experienced. And uh, that's, that's the only way, I mean, unfortunately, or fortunately, um, that is kind of how it works, it seems. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but it's amazing. I mean, it's an amazing ride, right? There's contrast, good, bad, white, black, right, wrong, however we wanna look at it, up, down, there's contrast. Um, and on a spiritual level, we all go through that too, as we're awakening. So, but that contrast brought you into my life and here on this podcast and brought yeah. you out to, you know, my growing mm. listener audience mm. and this new podcast format that we're now doing. So mm-hmm. I'm grateful. I'm sorry you had to suffer, Jake, but I'm <laughs> grateful <laughs> that you're here now mm. and yeah. that you, you are, you know, leading the way, shining light for other people to find their way out of that dark place. Mm.
1: So uh, so beautiful. Motion. Yeah, I just, as you pointed out in the beginning, it is full circle. And uh, today, I think I, I may have mentioned in the beginning that I had a synchronicity today. Um, did I say that? Yeah, I had a synchronicity. You, you mentioned today. it, yeah. Yeah, involving you because, oh, really? um, yeah, I don't know if you remember, but the the day that we spoke, actually, I guess it was Yeah, the day that we spoke for the first time, you told me that I was a bird leaving my cage. Mm -hmm. And then the very next day, um, my my roommate and I were sharing a, a bird at that time, a little pet bird who had just come into our lives maybe a month or two before that. And that little pet bird as, as flew away from her cage. I'm not, <laughs> not even kidding you. And, and like at first, it was this horrible trauma because I loved that little bird, but then I realized that it was this gift that that um, that she was giving me, and it, it, it was accompanied by, um, you know, some of the words that you shared with me, some of the the advice and the the uh, the wisdom that you shared with me was so impactful. It, it really it really did. Assist my my process of flight, you know um, cool, and so like today I um, As I was kind of putting the final touches on this video. I, I thought to myself. Oh um, It'd be cool to add a little bird cage with like a, a bird um, Having broken free from it. I hadn't even thought I hadn't even made the connection that that I was going to be speaking with you Later. I mean, <laughs> it was just sort of this unconscious thing but I, I went, oh yeah, birdcage. And then I looked up at the clock and it was 11, 11 a.m. And I went, mm-hmm. oh my God, I'm talking to Bernadette later today, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it really is full circle. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, can't thank you enough, my friend, for all of the the guidance you've given me and um, and for having me on your show. I mean, yeah, you've just been one of my biggest cheerleaders and and Which I will continue to be,
0: I think the work that you're doing is super important. And I mean, honestly, I hope people will follow you. I shared your, mm-hmm. your, your rap video earlier. Um, mm-hmm. That was on Facebook on your sacred friend page. And right. yeah, I hope people will find you and like, and follow what yeah. you're doing. Cause I think it's super important. And really, I hope that it gives them some hope of what's possible and it's not easy. You know, clearing no. out your body and cleaning and detoxing. It's not easy. It's an ongoing process. <laughs> I know because I'm doing it right now with juicing. So, yeah, but I think it's important that people, they need that support. They need that that blueprint to, hey, how do I do this without having to study and go through what you went through a lot of trial and, and error and finally found stuff that worked.
1: Right. I like to think of myself as, you know, kind of this guinea pig who's been able mm-hmm. to connect a lot of the dots that people, unfortunately, don't have the time or the money or the patience to, to connect, you know. And so, yeah, if I can be a guide in in people's initiation process, then my life is complete, you know? So yeah. Yeah. I think sacred frenzy I think it's going to enter the, the culture, the cultural lexicon. I really do. I have, I, I do have too. high hopes for it. And, uh, it's still just, it's still just starting out. So got my whole lifetime. There. You're
0: off to a running start though. Honestly, <laughs> I think you are off to a running start and I'm, I am, ever so honored that you're here today and that you've shared your story with everybody. Um, and that you continue forward, my dear. So thanks for coming on.
1: Mm. Thank you, Bernadette blessings to you and your audience. So much love.
0: All right. All right, you guys. So thanks for joining us on this podcast. I'm going to put Jake's links here on our podcast page And reach out to him if you or someone you know um, thinks that he can be of help. Because I believe in no coincidences. There are only synchronicities leading us on that path to what is going to heal us and help us on our journey. So have a great night, everybody. We'll see you in the next episode.